Have you wondered about living elsewhere in your retirement? Well, we have almost daily. No, it's not a simple decision, especially when two people are involved. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about retirement destinations. We live in Brooklyn, New York, having grown up and worked in this area of the country. We're hoping to relocate when we're both retired. For us, it's the weather, the chaos, the noise, and the yearning to be near nature and not within three feet of human beings. <laughs> That's right. In February 2020, we embarked on our journey to find that special place. We spent a week in Winter Park, Florida, which is beautiful, but something said it wasn't for us. As we were planning for the next trip, the pandemic arrived. Jean then gave birth. I gave birth? To this podcast. With so many baby boomers retiring, many must be relocating. Why not connect with and learn from them? Here's a little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney turned podcaster. I recently retired from a university career practicing higher education law. I love the academic environment, but it was time to do something else. I no longer have to set an alarm, drive in BQE traffic, or work with people who don't always share the same principles. Oh, did I just say that? <laughs> you bet I did. I traded all that in to binge crime dramas into the wee hours just a little bit to develop the podcast, to volunteer, practice metal smithing, tackle our possessions. No regrets so far, Jane. I'm not Asian, and as Gil mentioned, I'm not retired. I'm just plain tired. Born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job, but we're retired by the time we select our ideal location. We will be speaking to folks from across the street to across the globe who have moved to the dream venues and more. So please stay tuned. And remember, if you know anyone who has moved anywhere for retirement, let us know. Thank you. Hi, all. Today, we'll be chatting with Candy and Will Mattingly, who moved from Illinois to Cape Coral, Florida, a city lying just across the river from Fort Myers in southwest Florida on the Gulf of Mexico. Get this, Gil. Cape Coral contains over 400 miles of canals and has been nicknamed the Venice of America. Consequently, it's a paradise for nature and outdoor lovers, providing ample opportunities for boating, fishing, and water sports. Residents enjoy exotic beaches, bridges and waterways crisscross throughout the town, and lush green vegetation year-round. Depending on the time of the year, you can spot various animals including manatees, gopher tortoises, alligators, burrowing owls, and more, Gil. Yes, more. Gopher tortoise? I have no idea. As an added bonus, there are numerous golf courses, tennis courts, and athletic parks. We've published many Florida episodes, but Cape Coral sounds like a dream. Will is originally from Orland Park, Illinois, and lived there until he was 66 years old. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Believe it or not. Wow. He began his career as a locomotive engineer before transitioning to law enforcement. Will served as a police officer for Palos Park, Illinois, before eventually overseeing the police division for a security company where he rose to the position of vice president. The security organization was successful in providing services to many Fortune 500 companies.
companies in the Chicago area. Candy is from Chicago, Illinois, and worked as a police and fire dispatcher for Palos Heights and Palos Park. She then worked for ISTHA, which is, I think, Interstate Highway something, as a teller communicator for 16 years, managing tollways in Illinois. After leaving the agency, she became a Cook County deputy sheriff and worked there for over 20 years. She also worked for the tollway for an additional four years before transitioning to working security sites for Will's company. She eventually moved on to handling payroll and billing for the police division. The couple married in 1984 and lived in Illinois until the fall of 2021 when they moved to Cape Coral. They left during COVID with no plans to return to any kind of work. Handy says it kind of gave them an excuse to retire for good. Yeah, good for you guys. I retired in 2021 as well. (laughs) Candy and Will recently purchased a newly constructed home situated on intersecting canals complete with a pool. Their favorite pastimes include indulging Indulging in lazy mornings, exploring new dining options, traveling to new places, and relaxing at their tiki bar next to the pool. Gee, they have a tiki bar. They lost one of their dogs, unfortunately, last February. Sorry. And are taking the remaining dog for long walks every day. Candy is also passionate about cooking and grilling. So guys, welcome to Retire There. And we are very excited to have you. And the biggest question I have is, so you guys are, what is it, Illinoisans? I'm not sure how that said. But then yes, I think out, it is. Okay. But then out of the blue, you wind up in Florida. I'd like, we didn't hear anything in between. Tell us, how did that happen? And and we'll live this your whole life in one town. That, that's pretty rare. I mean, I walk around here in Brooklyn. Like, there, there are very few people who grew up around here. <laughs> well, see, he's yeah. stable. Yeah. I. Um, it was a very, very small town when I was born, like 800 people or something. By the time I left, it was probably 65,000 people. Wow. All in a day. It was a really a farm, a farm town for a lot of farmland. And then a mall came in and, you know, other things that brought. And uh, it was a big, good sized town, but I don't think it was the greatest town on the planet. It was very nice, but I never had a reason to leave. It probably had four homes and wow. just kept moving around the town, sort of. And I, we probably would have stayed there had the weather been like it is in Florida. <laughs> Up yeah. near Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I probably was one of the longest ones that ever lived there. <laughs> wow. You're the expert. You're the expert. Wow, that's amazing. Page. that it, You said it grew from 8,000? 800. 8, 800 to 65,000? Yeah, from 1955 when my parents <laughs> brought me home from the hospital to, uh, you know, 2020, 2020, right. about 2021. So that's a lot of years there. <laughs> so you were saying, how did you guys find Kate? Coral. In 2006, we bought a condo in Clearwater. We had a friend Ah, that owned a condo in the same complex. And he told us several times, go down there and use it. Go down there and use it. Nobody's there. And he lived in a suburb close to us in Orland Park. So we went down there one time, used his unit. Probably a year later or so, he said, you know what? I, I heard that somebody is selling one in the next building. I don't think we were really interested in buying a condo, but we enjoyed going there the few times that we went to his condo. I I forget actually what brought us to buying it, but we ended up looking at this condo and it overlooked the pool and it was just in a really nice location and it was not on the market. It was going to be for sale by owner. And one thing led to another and we ended up purchasing this condo, but it was pretty hideous inside. 
It was a small condo. It was only about 700, 700 square feet. It was a one bedroom, one bath condo. And our plan was to just go down there when we could because we we're still both working. So we ended up gutting the condo, not ourselves, hired people. Mm-hmm. And it probably took a good almost year because it was slow. And, and every time they did something major, we would fly down there to look at it to make sure it was you know to our liking. So we started using it for a few years. We were only down there maybe three, four times a year for like a week at a time. We had the condo for 10 years. We sold it five years ago. So we got to know Clearwater, Tampa, St. Petersburg pretty well. We loved the area. We loved the food. We had favorite restaurants. We loved everything about Clearwater. And we would have moved to Clearwater or the area. There's a couple little um, suburbs of Clearwater, Largo, Seminole. However, in the winter, they are a good 7 to 10 degrees cooler hmm. than where we are in Southwest uh, Florida. So that was kind of our deciding factor. We wanted to be somewhere warmer in the winter. Now, the rest of the year, the other six months or five months, you know, the summer months, we're the same temperature as oh. up in clear water. The whole state of Florida, unless you're sometimes really inland, can get five degrees warmer than where we are. But along the coast, like Clearwater or Tampa or Cape Coral, Fort Myers, we're kind of all the same temperature in the summer. It's the winter. We could be 80. They could be 70. Which so really makes a difference. Makes a huge yeah. difference. Because when we get, we do get, you know, a week or two of what we consider now to be really cold, like a high of maybe 60. Oh, my God. <laughs> you have one. really forgotten the cold Chicago winds. <laughs> Yep. And we will never forget the Chicago weather, believe mm-hmm. me, because, mm-hmm. you know, we spent, you know, yeah. our entire life there. But I think the coldest night this past winter that we had was 39 degrees. Ooh. Last year, our, fir- our very first winter down here, after we moved down here, um, I actually had to cover my plants for two nights in a row because it got it got down to like 33 degrees, you know, chance wow. of frost type thing. Yeah. And it killed a couple of plants. And it killed really? a couple. Yeah, I had a banana oh. tree that it that it uh-huh. killed. My cover flew off of it. Oh. But, but on those days that it gets in the 30s, it's like, you know, four or five in the morning. Yeah. And by like noon or one o'clock, it's in the high 50s, maybe low mm-hmm. 60s. Okay. So it's hard for our friends to feel sorry for us. You know? <laughs> yeah, really? Uh, especially when it's like 10 degrees out, like around the clock, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. in Chicago Absolutely. or somewhere. Mm-hmm. And it's so. generally, that'll happen for a few days in the winter maybe a week at the most but this last winter we only had like maybe three days of you know it was a a high like of 60 or like lower 60s and at night it was 40 or like i said 39 i think was the lowest we got to this winter Mm -hmm. then you left clearwater we sold our condo in Clearwater five years ago. We had okay. now we still live. We still lived in Orland. Yes. Oh. So we only had we only had the condo just to run down to have somewhere to go to maybe come down in the winters. Also, you know, when it was sure. cold up there, okay, we could run down for a week or something or a few mm-hmm. days. And we knew we were not going to retire to this condo. It was a one bedroom, one bath. Right. It was really only yeah. to just have a place to come to. But mm-hmm. it taught us a lot. We would have we would have probably retired to like Clearwater or. Tampa or somewhere around there, but we, uh, just the weather, it was just a weather difference that we wanted to be somewhere in the winter that I'm always in either a t-shirt or a short sleeve, uh, you know, button down Mm -hmm. shirt. 
and shorts. Two or three days a year am I forced to put pants on. (laughs) Okay, well, thanks for sharing. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, but I, I just, I'm, I'm either, and there's a lot of days I'm just in my swim trunks all day. Yeah, you know, you've and got a, a pool. Yeah. yeah, and then I can jump in the pool anytime, or I, you know, or sometimes we're in a pool during the day, and then they can be in it, you know, that night or something. Yeah, yeah. And that's a different life than near Chicago, oh, where yeah. Yeah, the summers are either, you know, really, really hot. And then it falls off the cliff, and boom, you're in the winter. Right. Uh, right. And it's crappy cold days. And we tell yeah. people if the weather was the same in Chicago, we had a real nice home there. We would have never left, but we love it down here. Well, we even brought down like an electric blanket. We had an electric blanket in Chicago. Okay. Because I used to like to warm the bed up <laughs> before we got in it. And uh, down here, you know, we use it, you know, maybe, you know, yeah. Two he, or th- he uses it. Two or three days. I'll still Aww. warm it. Oh uh, you know what? In the air conditioning, especially when we have when we have guests, we probably run our air conditioning a little cooler uh, for them just to make sure they're comfortable. And you know, and when we do that, I find that those are the nights that I'm turning my little uh, eat, eat for the bed. Right. Let's just finish off weather the weather conversation with the summer. Can you handle the summer? Because it gets real hot down there, I assume, right? Summers here get up to about the low 90s. And I tell friends of mine that, that say, what are you moving to Florida for? It's too hot. And I would always ask them, okay, when did you go to Florida? Okay, you're an expert on Florida, right? <laughs> you, you lived in Chicago your whole life. When uh, when did you go to Florida? Oh, we, we went on vacation when our kids were off of school, July or August. And then where did you go? Well, we went to Disney World. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so you went to the landlocked part of the state. You went to the middle of the state during the hard, hottest time of the year. Typically, again, we won't get much over 90. You'll see 92 93 something once in a while but not too often but i'm looking at the chicago weather at the same time and they're like 98 or 100 <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. True. The, the months here are about what they are up there uh but the rest of the year is wonderful i think right, right. and but it's not humid oh no it's it's humid in the summer summers are humid um we've been having unusually hot weather lately the last couple of weeks the other day on the news, they said the average for this time of year is, is a high of 83. And we've been having, uh, we just came off of a week of like high of 90, which is which is unusually hot for this time, but low humidity. So, which is which is nice because it's it's still comfortable. Um, the summers, yes, they're they're humid, but um, I feel like we came from a the land of humidity. Chicago gets a lot of rain. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, even when it's you know cooler or, or, or warmer, it doesn't matter. It's you know humid when it's when it rains. And in the summer, I think there's a handful of days really that you could say, "Wow, this is a perfect day." You know, like an 80 degree, 78, 80 degree day with no humidity. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's hot and humid. Yeah, all summer. Right. And like right. Will said, we don't get the those extreme. It's going the high is going to be 103 today. We we don't get that. I think the the hottest we have seen so far is 95, maybe. Oh. But it kind and that's, of, and that's very rare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to know. when we watch the news, they put out the 10 day forecast and in this, you know, for like for the summer. And it's kind of like 88, 88, 90, 90, 90, 90, 
1988. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's wash, rinse, repeat. You know, that's what they say. That's exactly what the weather guy says. Wash, rinse, repeat. That's, <laughs> that's our forecast. And, and weather all the time. Our rainy season starts um, around the middle of May okay. and goes till, um, I believe it's the middle of November. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we get, um, usually we get storms that come from the East Coast. So they're getting their storms in the morning. Mm-hmm. They travel wow. across the state and then we usually get them in the afternoon, anywhere from like 1 p.m. to like 4 or 5 p.m. And they come through and th- let me tell you, there's there's some pretty wicked storms here that roll through and but half hour, hour gone, sun so by, comes when out. When you say wicked, is mainly you're talking about water. Well, the, the, not, um, not the, like not like hurricane storm type things. Daily, daily storms, a, a heavier mm-hmm. rain than uh, in Chicago. Yes, time. yes, very heavy rain, um, a lot of lightning. Um, I think they say that um, Florida in general, or maybe Southwest Florida, is like the lightning. You know, one of the lightning capitals of the world. Yeah, I think that's Tampa, right? <laughs> Tampa could be. It's could probably be, the whole yeah. state of Florida. Yeah, <laughs> but that, mm-hmm. but that's just a typical summer uh, that you can count on. You could go into a store and it's a bright, sunny, beautiful day out and come out a half hour later and you have to stand there. If you didn't bring an umbrella and you have to stand there for 20 minutes. Just waiting. For the yeah. Rain to let up. Yeah. 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 And, and so you're lucky. You're lucky because you have a pool. So in the, when it gets really hot in the summer, you can die. You can jump in the pool. And how many months of the year can you use the pool? You think 12? <laughs> well, no, we there's not a month that we can't use the pool. There might no. be a day or two. Wow. wow. Especially really? if it's a high of 58 oh. degrees. But okay. the pool is actually heated. So oh. you can oh. use it. But the fact like if we were on vacation, we might use it because mm-hmm. you're only down here for a week. But yeah. because you're here every day, if there's a couple of cool days, why get in the pool today? We'll get in in a couple of days from now when yeah. it's nice and warm out or whatever. But I no, agree. it's a definite 12 month a year. That's nice. Pool, yeah. windows open. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we know that Hurricane Ian hit the area in 22, right? Do rising tides and hurricanes scare you? No, this, we only lived here uh, just a tad over a year mm-hmm. and the hurricane hit. We actually left the night before oh. the hurricane hit. And the reason we, everybody was leaving during the day for the last, you know, two days before. And the roads were all congested and we decided to leave at night so we didn't have to sit in that traffic. We drove out to the east coast of Florida, which is um, two, two, two hours, half, two, two and a half hours. Two and a half hours. And we drove in um, pretty hard rain most of the way. We had figured out that the traffic wouldn't be as heavy, but we weren't factoring in the weather. <laughs> so <laughs> it was raining pretty. I'm driving about 30 miles an hour in a 70 wow. mile on a highway because wow. the time rain was coming down so hard. But there was really nobody around us. You know, it was, it was okay. pretty clear sailing. But our, yeah. our intention was to stay for the hurricane because it was supposed to go into Tampa area. So, which we would have still got the effects of it, but not as a direct hit. So our intention was to stay. We had bought a generator a few months before. So we, you know, we were all prepared and everything. And then when they predicted, they were predicting it was turning in further east, coming in further south. Then that's why we decided get out of Dodge, mm. just pack the car with important, you know, papers and belongings, you know, whatever, whatever you don't want to lose in case you don't have a 
house when right. you come back. Well, that's good. So, you know, you just pointed out that uh, reminded me having those things ready on the go is important, right? All those yes. immediate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah especially if you had a big move, you, you probably know where all those things are. <laughs> the local weather here, the weatherman, he, they put out a book on hurricane when hurricane season starts oh. or mainly for like people that are newcomers. Sure. So they know how to get prepared, what they say, like having your little emergency kit. Mm-hmm. If you're staying home, if you're, you know, riding out the hurricane. And for us, it was just a matter of all of our important papers are in one file box, mm-hmm. put the files in the car, put my jewelry box in the car, just right. anything. But like I said, anything I didn't want to lose. Right. But if we were staying home, they tell you, you know, you have plenty of water on hand mm-hmm. in case, you know, power is lost. Have some food, you know, have like canned food because yeah. if the power's out, you won't be able to use your electric stove. Mm-hmm. We have our, our Blackstone grill, so we would be able to cook with uh, with that. That's propane. So we were prepared to stay home. We had all of that right. <laughs> until we decided to leave. Right. And a lot of people that are natives here or have been here a long time, we, we have talked to so many people that before the hurricane, they have a very brazen attitude. We're not leaving. We would never leave. We've <laughs> stayed for hurricanes before. Oh, well, they, and they name them all. We stayed yeah. <laughs> I imagine. Yeah, yeah. They said, get out of town or leave and nothing happened. You know. <laughs> I know. It's got to be a hit or miss, right? Yeah, you never know. When you, now when you talk to those same people, I would say 99% of them yeah. say, next one, we're leaving. <laughs> next, oh, I mean, really? they're, total, because, they're total opposite because they were terrified. Yeah, this was a bad one oh, by itself, but okay. it was even worse right here where it was a direct hit. Mm, yeah. And uh, we, we did really well with it. You know, we had a new build, so yeah. fortunately it was up to code. Right. So if you live in a house that's 20 20 years old, your home would be up to code what the codes were 20 years ago. Right. And every storm, I think they tighten up the codes a little yeah. bit. Our house did very well. We didn't have, have we lost our pool cage. Oh. Uh, we lost a fence, a vinyl fence okay. uh, that was, uh, you know, that we put around our property. You know, the horror stories of insurance, ours was great. They come out, looked at everything, gave us the check. We got the stuff back up and, you know, we're back up and running. Wow. But there was wow. no problem living in our house. Okay. You know, we, the house was fine. No leaks, no flooding, no any anything. So uh, we think that's one of the prices you have to pay. You so know? you're lucky because you have a new build in the house. Sounds like it really did well in a really bad hurricane. It was tested. We feel good with it. And we live on a canal and in the summer months, the water can rise, but never into our yard or anything. But during the hurricane, we left, our neighbors stayed and they were texting me with updates. And how high did that water get in the canal? It got up to like, it won't mean anything to them, but it got up to about the top of the seawall. It got up to the top rim Ooh. of the canal, yeah. but it would have had to come up about another 15 feet oh, okay. in order to reach the house. Because okay. a lot uh-huh. of these are built not on stilts or anything, but they put dirt down and they build the house up about three or four more feet ah. off of ground okay. level. Okay. Just so if there is any flooding on the streets and that, it stays okay. on the street. Right. Now, the neighborhood we live in uh, didn't get any water at all. Okay. So we were happy with, we didn't know it just by fluke. We picked right. a house right. in a good neighborhood that got yeah. tested. There were other neighborhoods that we drive through in Cape Coral and we think this is a really nice neighborhood this would have been nice to live in and then after the hurricane when we drive through there mm. and everyone's furniture and clothing and all kind of stuff oh. is out at the curb. Oh, my okay. goodness. Then okay. you think, okay, that wouldn't be a neighborhood. We found. <laughs> We're yeah. happy where our house is at. Yeah. Did you look at a map of Cape Coral, how it's shaped? No. 
So Cape Coral is very, very large. I forget how many square miles it is, but we're kind of smack dab in the middle of Cape Coral, if you looked on a map. And all the areas surrounding on the on the outer perimeter of Cape Coral is where the river is, which leads out to the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. So anything that was halfway close to the river, those are the houses that got flooded by the storm surge. So we're we're in a really good area that we wouldn't get storm surge. Right. And because of the size of Cape Coral, it's like 200,000 people. Probably it's even more because the population keeps increasing here. I say it's kind of good that we experienced this right mm-hmm. off the bat. Yeah. Instead of living here for five or ten years. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. now we learned a lot from the hurricane. We learned a few things that we, you know, needed to improve around our house. We have hurricane shutters. Okay. And, but we had a couple um, windows that we didn't have them on. The windows were fine, but after the hurricane, now we have all of our windows have hurricane shutters, which are very easy to, to operate. They're accordion and you just pull oh, them wow. close. Got the whole house. Wow. Wow. Not hard at all. Anybody any age can handle them. There was a few things that we did not bring in that was left outside that I thought, oh, that's heavy enough. (laughs) But we had 150 mile an hour winds. Yeah. We didn't know that much about hurricanes. You know, when you live in Chicago, you Yeah, why would you? (laughs) Just hear on the news when one hits and we only had to compare it to uh, uh, tornadoes. And a tornado you find out about ten minutes or five minutes before it gets at least a hurricane our view is you know about it a week beforehand yeah one is coming to your area so that gives you time time Mm -hmm. to get your little things together and whatnot Mm -hmm. just say all right let's see where it's going and then they have these um map uh where they trace the uh, location that they think the hurricane's gonna go and it looks like an octopus you know it's got a bunch (laughs) looks like a 15 legged octopus yeah yeah you know if none of them are coming by you okay you're probably pretty safe if half of them are coming to your area you it's probably go. time to make plans and for us if it looks like it's going to be worse than a cat one or a cat two we'll probably make plans to go on vacation that week oh, <laughs> yeah you know, right, it's, just, right, right. it's just a good time button up the house let's go somewhere that's our way of dealing with it yeah when you mentioned shutters you know initially i thought of those wooden whatever but these are electric that reel down right they um well we have those we okay. have those on our lanai on our like patio, pool patio yeah. Because mm-hmm. they're covering up like a garage door size. Oh, uh, okay, got it. So we have three of those. But then for regular windows, like a dining room window or a bedroom right. window, there's these accordion shutters. And there's one set on each side of the window. And they slide across like an accordion. Oh, okay. Okay. So they're manual. I they're thought manual. they were. Okay, you got could it. Have, you can have power. But right. if, you, if you power the whole entire house, and if you just do the manual ones, which you only got to theoretically put up close, you know, once or twice a season. If mm-hmm. a good storm is coming. And then the first time I did it, which was during Ian, yeah, within 15 minutes, I was done with the whole house. Power ones, you just hit the button. Right, the other one, right. you walk in by the bushes and whatnot sure. and yeah. close them. Right, but they right. worked, and they closed really easily, and I was able to lock them down. And we felt real comfortable leaving our house when we left. Uh, we didn't know we'd come back and the thing was flattened, but we came back. A lot of the town was kind of tore up, and our house was sitting real very nice. And most of the houses in our neighborhood were. And the problem is, like I explained before, but not very well, I don't think. It depends when your house was built for code. Yeah, that makes sense. Built, uh, Cape Coral started in, in the late 50s. Yeah. So if you've got a house that was built in 1960, 
which there's a lot of them here, which means they lasted through all those hurricanes. And they're like frame homes, maybe, or, or yeah. very weak building codes. Those all lasted. And even this hurricane didn't take them all down, but a lot of those got real tested. A lot of them took a lot of damage because mm-hmm. uh, they haven't had a direct hit by this size hurricane. Who really took the direct, direct hit was Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel Island and Fort Myers Beach. Oh, okay. And I don't know if you're familiar with Fort Myers Beach, which is an actual city, Fort Myers Beach. Everything is from, I believe, the 50s. Everything is frame. Well, I don't know about everything, everything but well, a big hunk of it. Yeah, right. there's, there's newer buildings or there's some resorts that, you know, are built out of, you know, concrete. Those survived. I don't know if you guys saw, you know, actually watch footage on the news. The houses that you saw floating out into the Gulf, those were small little houses or businesses Mm. that were made out of wood. They're just like very nice shacks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not secured to the ground very good. Um, Somehow they made it since they were built back in the 50s or 60s. That's what got really flattened because there were so many of those structures. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this was just a really bad one. It's the price to pay to like live in paradise every other day. (laughs) And even after the hurricane hits, the next day, day, it's paradise. From what we see. That's what's weird, right. right. But it's beautiful, bright puffy clouds and a really nice sun. Okay, so let's talk about housing, the costs associated and how you decided. I mean, you guys got a new build, right, with the pool. I'm assuming a lot of people in Florida have pools. Can you walk us through what the pricing's like and so we know Florida, the, the price of housing has got, has gone up tremendously recently. And your area sounds beautiful. The, the prices probably have gone up more since you since you even purchased it two years ago, right? Yes. When we were thinking about retiring in 18 and 19, we probably were planning on spending about half of what we spent for our home. A home like this would have went for about $350,000 at that time. And we wound up at $600,000 for our house. Wow. It was very difficult to buy. We put a bid in. The first home we put a bid in on that we loved, it was a, it was a rental house. but it was to the nines. I mean, everything was perfect in this home on the inside, on the outside. It was furnished. The furniture was beautiful. Candy always said, I don't want somebody else's furniture. Because typically, grandma passed away (laughs) and it's the furniture that she moved from Chicago down here and selling it as furnished. This home was different. This home was, you know, very nice. And we put a bid in on it. The realtor told us when we got on the driveway that uh, we loved our realtor. She was great. It really felt like uh, she watched out, you know, for our, our right. interest. She said, this house will not appraise for what they're asking. Okay. And I said, how, how short will it be? And she said, about $50,000. And I said, okay, we're prepared. Yeah. Uh, I can yeah. put that we're going to put that down anyway. We weren't sure if we were going to pay cash or uh, you know have a, a small mortgage. But I said, yeah, we can put that money down. Okay. And then we went in, looked at it, loved it put a bid in that day and there were 15 other bidders, which means 14 of those people are not going to get it. (laughs) And it went for almost $30,000 more than we put our bid in for. We we put our bid like what, 20, 20 more than they were asking or something. I think 30,000 more. Oh, we put, yeah, we put our bid in for almost 30,000 more and it sold for more than that. And after, after it closed and everything, I looked at it on Zillow and it only, it closed about five grand more, but you don't know if you would have upped yours had yeah. they up, where do you stop? You know, where yeah, do you? Yeah, yeah. So that so, one went for what, half a mil? It went for 600,000. Okay. So at that point, I thought, this is going to be hard. Yeah. This is yeah. going to be really hard. Everywhere we want, you know, we want a nice house. 
So if you think it's a nice house, there's probably a lot of other people sure, right. think it's a nice house yeah. and everybody's following you and, every, you know, and it looked like it was going to be terrible, but to make a long story short, we were constantly watching, watching for homes online and our realtor was down here. She knew what we liked. She knew the models that we picked out that we like. We would have took like this home was a rental. The one we had put the bid in on, mm-hmm. we would have took an existing home. Didn't matter to us really if it was built well and it was a nice house and maintained or a new build. And then I found this new build online. The builder put it up at like seven o'clock at night. We called the realtor and she said, wow, that's a good find. I was looking all day. I didn't see this thing. (laughs) Let me call the realtor. And then she found out the realtor was actually the builder. Uh He only builds like one or two houses at a time. Uh, Just a single guy. And he contracts a lot of it out, but he does a lot of it also. And he has his real estate license, but he doesn't sell real estate. He just sells his own home. Uh And so uh, she came the next morning at nine o'clock. She was here and got us on the phone, walked through with a uh, a FaceTime call, Mm -hmm. showed us the house. She got in the car, drove around the neighborhood, showed us the neighborhood. She said, you know, and she lives in Cape Coral also. And she says, I would live here. This is a nice, this is a nice area, nice house. And okay, let's put it, you know, what do we need to do to put a bid in? She said, uh, let me find, let me call and find out. So then she calls us back and said, uh, he says he doesn't play around. He's not going to try to uh, squeeze more money out of it mm-hmm. than, uh, you know, he wants. He said, if somebody gives them a reasonable, and I and I got air quotes going here, a reasonable <laughs> offer, he'll accept it today. Because a lot of people are holding their offers for a week to yeah. see yeah. what the high offer would be and stuff. And so I, I asked the realtor, what is a, I don't like that word, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> What's a reasonable offer? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, he put it up for five ninety nine. You know, I, I would think he put it up at that price. I would think he thinks that's reasonable. Hmm. And I said, okay, you know, well, let's offer that. Right. And Candy was running around our living living room with her hands above her head screaming we're gonna lose it we're gonna lose it <laughs> you know we just went through 15 other people putting you know bids in and you know yeah. and i said you know what let's make it six hundred thousand instead of 599 <laughs> in case in case somebody else comes in and right also <laughs> sure you know, sure we'll be the high bid i guess he's telling them, oh, just give me uh, my offer wow so we so put he accepted and we put it in and he accepted it nice so, uh, wow uh, so overall and, your whole process you only bid on two homes right the one that would be 14 others and this one. Right. We had been down here several times over the course of um, about five months. Mm-hmm. And our realtor showed us probably a dozen houses the first time, um, another dozen or 15 the second time. And so we we saw a lot of a lot of houses in different parts of Cape Coral. And that was something she wanted to make sure we saw was every section area of Cape Coral mm-hmm. because they're all different. Mm-hmm. Because, it, because it's so big, they're mm-hmm. all different. There's a section that's not cl- real close to stores and, you know, conveniences. Okay. So she, she wanted to make Make sure, and she told us, I want to make sure that you see houses in every quadrant because that's how it is split up in four different quadrants. I want to show you houses in every quadrant so you see all of Cape Coral and, and uh, a few of the different kinds of houses and yeah. areas. Well, you right. found a you found a good realtor. Yeah, she was excellent. She she this is something you would never think of. We didn't think of. She would not let us buy a house with a Western exposure, which means that your backyard or your lanai in the back faces West. Because when the sun is coming down and setting, that sun is going to be right in your eyes. 
how they advertise it when you see a house for sale that has a Western exposure. See fantastic sunsets. You're going to see a fantastic sunset every single <laughs> night, okay? But you also don't want to be cooked where you can't sit out on your lanai. Right, right. Ah, and good to know. I will let you buy a house with a Western exposure, which makes sense. And well, and she had told us that, you know, people, Canadians come down here mm-hmm. and maybe even like North Dakota and, you know, whatnot. And she tells them that and they say, you don't understand. We want the sun. And she said, <laughs> Until they get you there. don't understand. This thing will eat you alive. You know? <laughs> our house faces west. The front part of our home faces west. Uh, the pool and lanai faced east. Oh, good. In the afternoon, after about one o'clock in the afternoon, if I've got my garage doors open and I'm tinkering in the garage, it's too hot. It'll burn. Wow. It'll, it'll wow. almost put the garage door down halfway uh-huh. or three quarters. The street is hot. Yeah. They tell you, be careful if you walk your dogs at oh, the worst part of the day yeah. because the streets are hot and they're oh. burning dogs' they're feet. Paws. Yeah. Uh, they're paws, right? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> So how how big is your house? I mean, how how many bedrooms and that kind of thing? It's uh just a tad over two thousand square feet, okay. like two thousand thirty five square feet, four bedrooms, two baths. Oh, but wow. nice. The fourth bedroom, you can use it as a bedroom because there's a closet, mm. but we use it as a den. We're sitting in our living room right now, which has living room furniture, TV. We could watch TV in here. Mm-hmm. But in then is um, our main, like, that's where we're, our chairs are in there, our TV's in there. We have recliners in there. We have a very large lanai. We have furniture out there, and that's where our grill is. And mm-hmm. You really kind of live out there. Yeah. 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 It's a single story, yes? Yes. Yes, it's that's a ranch, right. which mm-hmm. most houses, I would say that most houses wow. in Florida are ranches. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm-hmm. Now, if you get into, you know, bigger money houses, you know, then the monstrosities, then you're going to have multi-levels. And there is a couple of houses in our neighborhood that have second stories that might be the same size house as ours. But I would not want a second story in Florida. No, no, no. Me, me neither. I mean, that's what we're looking for. Uh, a single, you know, single ranch, story. Yeah. Don't want a basement. I don't want something called a crawl space. <laughs> sounds horrible. And yeah. But we want multiple bedrooms because... One for our child, and if he um, ever comes to visit, I have. I want my own office. Gene is going to have his own office, so so you know we want to have our own spaces. But you guys. You put a bed in that house with ever, without ever seeing it live. Yeah, would you ever do that? As good or great as the real tour is, I'm a pain in the ass. I mean, I <laughs> I need to see every inch. I would describe myself how you just described yourself. <laughs> right, because we're both returners. <laughs> right. And aren't we lucky? Oh goodness. <laughs> yeah, you are lucky. You are lucky. No, he's not. And we don't have anything in the house that we really don't need. Well, there's a few yes, things. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> we had, as I mentioned, we had made several trips down here and we saw so many houses. Well, that's Our true. Realtor, she knew what we wanted. We knew what we wanted. We trusted her so much. Well, and you know what else? She invited us to her house one evening when we were looking and this house is it's not the same but it's uh, reminiscent of her home so she knew and when we walked into her home i'm like yeah this is exactly what we're looking for <laughs> right and so she really knew kind of what we wanted and you were under such pressure mm-hmm. if you didn't move fast there was right. no hey i'll fly down tomorrow yeah, yeah. the house would be sold by them right. yeah right. yeah you did the right so thing. You, no you no i to- yeah I, t- I take it back i probably wouldn't look over every because unless you build your own home from scratch um there is no 
home that's going to satisfy you if if you're that type of person, Candy, like you and I, right? There's always going to be some change. Like Jean keeps showing me all these homes on Redfin and Zillow and what have you. And I'm scrolling through, you know, 30, 40 shots. And I'm like, okay, that's a good home, but I need another hundred grand just to change it to what I want. Because I have this word stuck in my head, like this is going to be my forever, which I hate. Um, yes. Because if we find the wrong home, we're out of there. So <laughs> and yeah. or if we if we find something that we got to have, we think this is our forever home. Yeah. But yeah. say the market crashed and a million and a half dollar homes are now uh, 900,000 oh, or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we and ours, you know, you know, similar would happen to ours. But if we could pay to get into this beautiful thing that we thought we'd never be able to get right. and we could afford it, we'd probably go after it. But right. if everything stayed even, uh, we're happy here. You know, we're, yeah. you know, yeah, no, I get it. So, but, but the market hasn't crashed yet and it's been two years since you bought your home. The prices have probably gone up a lot there, right? I assume. Yeah. It went up on Zillow. They, it, uh, like I said, we bought it for 800, I'm sorry, 600,000. It went up a hair, very, very little hair over 800,000. Wow. And, oh my God. Now it's down far. around 700. Uh-huh. And Candy says, we've lost 100,000. <laughs> wait, wait, we're up 100,000 from what we paid yeah. for it. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the fact of the matter is, even if it goes to 600, even if it goes to 500, we're not selling it. Right. So it yeah. doesn't matter if it goes That's to right. a million or if it goes, you know, what it does. Uh, stop looking at that. Uh, the only time to really look at that is when we're going to sell it. And I don't think Zillow is always right. You know, you, yeah. we call yeah. it a dealer. Wait, well, hey, what is this thing really worth or right. what can we really get for it? And I'm, it may be different than Zillow. You know, I mean, who knows? Yeah. Let's go on because uh, we've taken up so much of your time. What do you think the range of house, sort of low end, what you can get in your neighborhood, a nice house? Yeah, like a one bedroom, maybe. No, no, well, no. You know what? You know what depends in Cape Coral? The big, the two big things are if you're on a canal mm-hmm. and if you have a pool. Really? Uh, a pool? Yeah. Huh. A nice house yeah. that doesn't have a canal and a pool. I would think would be about two hundred grand less. Wow, maybe more. I would say between four and five hundred thousand. Okay, nice house. Um, yeah. and, and I'm not saying new house. A ten maybe, years old or something. Yes, maybe a house 10, 10, 15 years old, not on a canal, but he has a pool mm-hmm. between four and five hundred thousand. Okay, right. And now, if you want to be on a canal, you know, you had mentioned uh, you read about Cape Coral having uh, four hundred miles of canals. Venice, Italy, the the canal capital of the world. World, yeah, yeah. They have 29 miles. <laughs> wow. And wow. Cape Coral has 400 miles. How did it not get named the you know canal capital of the yes, world? Yeah. Another reason why we wanted to move here, we watched YouTube videos for about a year on Cape Coral and Fort Myers and Excellent. you know South Excellent. Florida in general. In Orland Park, where we came from, we used to live on a golf course. Ooh. And so our view out our back door was a view of the uh, one of the greens and we lived on a pond but the Ooh. pond it was a large it was a large pond Sounds large lovely. pond that wrapped around the back of our house and the side of our house so we had a water view from almost every window in our house nice. and we lived in that house for 17 years and when we were moving or thinking about moving I said to Will do you think that we can get a house you know after living on water you get yeah. spoiled yeah. do you yeah. think we can move to a house in Florida 
and some kind of water and yeah. a lake and a pond and a canal. Yeah. And we knew we wouldn't be able to afford an ocean, yeah, you know, no, no, no. ocean front or something. Oh, yeah. So Cape Coral, there's a really good chance you can get a house, be able to afford a, a house and water. Which mm-hmm. we're, we're on an intersecting canal, yeah. which is a really nice view. And like Will said, if we would have bought a year earlier, we would have paid probably 350 400 Yeah. Oh, my goodness. One, one year earlier. Yeah. Unbelievable, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we were retired then. We just yeah. had retired. Mm-hmm. But COVID came and I, and I was like, well, let's wait a year. COVID will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> and because right in the beginning of COVID, there was no vaccines or anything. Yeah. I don't want to retire and move to Florida <laughs> and one of us passes yeah. away or something. Yeah, I don't want yeah. to yeah. Right. stay put. And when we were having these That's thoughts, smart. That was smart. everything was locked down. Mm-hmm. You, know, you couldn't yeah. hardly do anything, you know. Right. So, okay, let's not tempt this. Let's wait a little bit. Yeah. And so, and I think in hindsight, I'm glad we did that. However, yeah. it, it was at a cost. Yeah. And uh, I agree with you, though. I didn't think about that. What if one of us gets sick, right? And God forbid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, we don't feel elderly by mm-hmm. any means. But And you don't look at the two of you. But, You're like bouncing well, all over. But we know, hey, they were saying, if you get this thing, it's really bad for like people over 60 years yep. old. You know? Yeah. 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 65. And we didn't want to test the waters with that. You know? Yeah. That was actually really smart because then one of you would be stuck down there. It's like, oh, this humongous move. And here I am alone. Oh, God. Okay. Taxes. Let's just touch upon that. They don't pay state income tax. They don't have, we did in Illinois, but we don't have it here. But you do have taxes on everything you purchase, right? Hitting on purchases. We pay taxes on everything in the stores except food. So we're not used to that. Yeah. We're used to buying $150 worth of food and you know, there's taxes on it. And, and down here it comes to you know $150 and it's $150. And then everything else is, um, the, our tax rate is six and a half percent. Okay. For any other purchases. Which in Chicago, it was 10%. Oh I mean, my even, God, I thought New York was high. What about oh, real estate taxes? Real estate taxes. I don't know what percentage or how they figure them out, mm-hmm. but it seems comparable to I Illinois, to Illinois okay. which I don't know what that tells your listeners. It depends on the size of your house, right, um, how right, much right. it's worth. Um, sure, sure. Now, people, what... people are complaining about them right now mm-hmm. because people that moved down here that bought an existing home, when the people say the existing home was purchased in 2000 for $250,000, in 2021, they purchased that home for, say, $600,000. The people who had bought the home for 250 that lived in it, their taxes were based on their purchase price. And uh, maybe whatever yeah. increases the state might do across the board over those years. But then now when you're buying that house at 600000 or 500000 now the state knows exactly what it sold for. And the taxes that the prior occupants were paying were okay. half the price in some cases sure. than the current people. And then those people are screaming Hey, these people, you know, the, the people that just lived here two months ago, they were paying this mm-hmm. and now we're paying twice that much. Huh. But it's because you actually bought a five or $600,000 house when those people were in a $200 house. Oh, okay. You know, okay. okay. I believe or what, 8,000? 8, yeah, I think they're around 8,000 because when, 8, we, when, we clo- when we closed on the house, they made us put down $10,000 in escrow for the taxes and they ended up being uh, somewhere right around eight thousand because we got they sent us a refund back mm-hmm. a couple months ago. What I wanted to say, down the street from us, this is an older neighborhood. It, it was established in the nineteen seventies. 
but there was also a lot of vacant lots. Mm. So there's also a lot of newer builds and that's, you know, ours was a new build, but there's a house down the street from us. I don't know what year it was built, older house, small, like a 13, 12 or 1300 square feet house. And it went up for sale and it's pending right now. And the price of that house was 249 259 something like that but it's it doesn't have a pool it's okay. a, you know a smaller house right doesn't have a pool it needs to be gutted probably needs to be gutted we saw the pictures of the inside so you can buy a house for Come in on. the 200s yeah around 300 um it might have to be updated right. might not have it's a gonna pool. need money yeah. And, it, and it would be small square footed right because right. in the in the 60s and 70s they were building homes around 1500 square feet uh-huh. uh could be from 1,300 square feet to 1,700. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like in the later 70s, 80s, 90s, they went up to around 1,800 square feet. Yeah. And now they're around 2,000, 2,200. Yeah, let's talk about healthcare. How, how is the healthcare then? And have, have you had trouble finding the doctors? A primary care? It took approximately, what, five, six months to get get our appointment with our primary care doctor. Mm. And such a small world, we find out we made an appointment together. We finally, you know, appointment day, we get there. She had a practice in the next town over where we came from. Oh, my no. goodness. Up in Chicago. Next right. to Orland Park? Huh. Next, right next to Orland Park in in the town that I grew up in after after we moved from Chicago. Oh, so yeah, her and her husband are both doctors. And wow, they that both must have felt great. <laughs> and now they both have practices in Fort Myers. That's where our primary doctor is. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we both have had no problem at all getting appointments with specialists, oh, good. Um, mm-hmm. endocrinologists, foot specialists, mm-hmm. cardiologists. Yeah, no now, problem at all. You did run into a couple of bumps with a doctor or two you didn't like, a foot doctor, mm-hmm. but that would be anywhere. Yeah. 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 That would yeah. Be. yeah. And are you near a hospital? Yeah, there's a Cape Coral Hospital. Mm-hmm. And it's part of Lee Health. Uh, Lee County is the county here. Mm-hmm. And the medical mm-hmm. is named Lee Health. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have a few hospitals. They have all kind of little medical centers around. Okay. And they seem to have a pretty good rating here, which, you know, as we get older, that's a concern of right. ours. Yeah. Uh, we've been there for blood tests and uh, a few things. And, you know, we feel comfortable with it. Oh, great. Yes. So no, no, nothing it's that stands out as an issue. No, it's less than 10 minutes away from our house. In an emergency, they could get us there fast. Yeah. In an emergency, they can get us there fast. Or if one of us had to visit the other one, yeah. that far away. Oh, no, good. Not five in an hour or something. Sure, sure. Every day. Okay. Which was another concern of ours. Um, we, at one time, had considered um, maybe we should move to the Keys. And we went there for vacation uh, about five years ago or so. And, um, and then we came away, we walked away with the realization we're in our 60s. We really should be close to you know, a hospital as yeah. you get older. And the keys are beautiful. I mean, it is magnificently yeah. beautiful. Yeah, water. But there's no Costco's. There's no Sam's Club. <laughs> there's no big box store. Uh, you know, we moved from a suburb of Chicago. Right. We were used to the entire world. Oh, of course. <laughs> You're spoiled. Good health care here. We have a good hospital here. We're very close to Fort Myers. We're less than 10 minutes away from Fort Myers. There's three different bridges that go to Fort Myers. Oh. So we can get to Fort Myers in 
about 10 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are several really good hospitals in Fort Myers. If for some yeah. reason we didn't want to be in the Cape Coral Hospital. They're a tourist town. So they have everything. Yeah. How's the traffic? They're a much smaller town, but everybody, uh, people that come to Florida, uh, you know where Fort Myers is? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly where it is. Okay. Well, we're moving (laughs) to Coral. I've never heard of that. It's three times the size of Fort Myers, but Mm -hmm. you've never heard of it because it's not a touristy. Yeah. Ah, interesting. With all the water around and the canals, I would imagine. Yeah, they don't have, they have one very small beach. Oh. And it's becoming more touristy because of uh, VRBO and things mm-hmm. like that that yeah. didn't really exist sort of more than maybe 10 or a little more years ago. And so there's not a lot of big hotels and things here. Okay. Now, there are in, in Fort Myers. And it's close enough. Right. Yeah. And they have a town named Fort Myers Beach. Right. So, yeah, they have a big beach area there and everything. So okay. that's kind of where we would go for beaches or even restaurants. Oh, that's another point. When we lived in Chicago, you could get any any kind of food, top level. You know, if you want Chinese food, you had great Chinese food places, you know, Mexican food and whatever. Yeah, Italian. yeah. And when we had the condo in Clearwater, great food. Love the food. A lot of lot of uh, uh, fish stuff and and, mm-hmm. and steaks and everything. You know, great food. Mm-hmm. Here, the food is okay, hmm. but there's no, what we found out, Cape Coral started in the late 50s. Before that, it was swamp. Oh. Yeah. So it was in the 50s, they started it. And why they did all these canals was to dig the canals out and use that dirt to fill in the rest of the swamp. Oh, and so they filled in the town, made all the canals. But in Clearwater, I can go to a restaurant that I really like there. And they've got pictures on the wall of real old cars parked in front of the restaurant, you know, like from the 40s. Wow. Well, that restaurant has been there since the 40s. Yeah. Here, it was swamp. And so <laughs> you don't have any longtime family restaurants. Yeah. However, you would think from the even 70s, somebody couldn't have started a restaurant and they've been here, you know, 40 years, you know, whatever that. But the restaurants uh, lag. You know, the, the Chinese food isn't really Chinese. You know, we're spoiled. If yeah. you try to yeah. get pizza, the, the funny thing here is like Chicago. Different than New York. New York has great pizza. Yes. And yeah. New Yorkers are, are really tied into their pizza. Oh, yeah. But here we've learned if you ask somebody, because we've gone to a few places and the pizza wasn't that good. And then you find somebody, oh, how long have you lived here? Oh, I've lived here my whole life. Oh, okay. We thought, good. Do you know where a good pizza place is? And they say, yeah, this place down there, and I give you the name and where it's at and everything. They got the best pizza. And, okay. And we go there and the pizza sucks. I realized <laughs> you lived in Cape Coral. You don't know what pizza is. <laughs> you have no idea what good pizza is if you lived here your whole life. So can, so can you even, can you even get Chicago style pizza there? No. Yes, yes, you yeah? can. Oh, you can. They, yeah, there's a couple of places. There's in fact one called Chicago, Chicago Pizza. pizza. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's, Is it's, it Chicago Pizza? No, and we kind of figured out. Will is shaking his head. When you make the dough for the pizza, you use water, and we have we have it nailed down to it's the water here. Even in Clearwater, they didn't have great. Yes. They had good food. Mm. They we couldn't find good pizza, and mm. so and I know some people had to retire from New York or Chicago that had pizza places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they moved to Florida, yeah. and and they and you can't find good pizza. It I don't know. It must just be different water or different something because they're mm. trying to use the same meat and the same things. Yeah, they yeah. used to use Chicago, but there are um, number twos here. You know, like the Chicago pizza. They got it. it. Took us a while to find them, but when we found them, they've got pretty good. Uh, Which one? 
It's called, it, the name of it is called Chicago Pizza. Oh. And it's actually a bar restaurant. Mm-hmm. Their pizza is reminiscent of Chicago pizza. Huh. It, it's okay. It's, it, yeah. it, 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 I'll even say it's good. But <laughs> I go home and have real, are like one of our favorite Chicago pizza places. Again, just like you guys living in New York, yeah, yeah. living yeah. in Chicago and everywhere in the suburbs of Chicago had the same food that Chicago had. So we had so many different places that had great pizza, great mm-hmm. Chinese food. Yeah, I mean, what? you know, Chicago beef sandwiches. Yeah. So we were just, it comes down to that. We were just it's very wild. spoiled. Yeah. What about Chicago hot dogs? Can you get that down there? We were just talking about that last <laughs> night. I don't know if you've ever heard of Portillo's because you guys oh, live in New York. Yeah, it's that's a, a famous place. Yeah. The guy started a hot dog stand like back in yeah. 1963. He starts a hot dogs. It was on, it was on a, a trailer. Oh. So he started a little, this little hot dog stand. And in around four, fifth, four, 2014 or 15, he sells, he's got several restaurants now. He's got like 30 of them, hot dogs thing and, and beef, beef sandwiches. He sells it for a billion dollars. Oh my goodness. His oh. hot dog stand. Yeah, you should read about that. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Oh my, and then oh the my real goodness. thing is that I always laugh at, mm-hmm. he sells it, all this place, they were freestanding restaurants. He sells them, they buy it for a billion dollars. He owns the property underneath. Oh. <laughs> so they have to pay him rent every month. Like oh, my Lord. Is it enough for you? Yeah, yeah. a billion bucks. But so, you know, it's never enough. If, when you're rich like that, I guess, people just can't. We just keep wanting. That's how yeah, you got exactly, it. Exactly. And that's what we were just talking about last night about hot dogs because Portillo's has, they're known for their beef sandwiches, Chicago beef sandwiches, Chicago hot dogs. You can't go wrong with anything you, you get there if you ever make yeah. it to a Portillo's. They have put five Portillo's in Florida, but the closest one to us is Orlando or St. Petersburg. Uh, okay. The Orlando one is right by Disney World. We became Disney World annual pass holders. <laughs> great great deal if you if Yeah, it's, it's a good you're going to go yeah. there once. It costs about the same. Yeah. By the I read that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we read about. Yeah. yeah. And then you can go whenever you want. It's free parking, free go in. Yeah. You can just go there for dinner if you want. Right. You know? Oh, right, free right. parking. Wow. Not yeah, for the rides, huh, guys? Oh, yeah. No, we, we, yeah, we go on the rides. Yeah. We hadn't been to Disney World probably in 30, 35 years. But all of a sudden, hey, we live in Florida. We might as well, <laughs> why not go there, you know? Every time we've been to Disney World, which has been three times now, we go to Portillo's because we crave the beef sandwiches and the hot dogs. And last night I was just saying, why can't for such a big city as Cape Coral is, yeah, can why have? can't they have a good hot dog place? Right. That's where that's all they sell is hot dogs. Right. Yeah. Like how hard is it? Right. I mean, I how hard is that. it? Right. Yeah. Where is the nearest airport uh, international? No, Fort Myers, right? Myers, RSW, it's um, 30 minutes from our house, depending on where you live in Cape Coral, but it's 30 minutes from our house, which isn't bad because it was a 30 minute ride from our house in Orland Park to Midway Airport. Ah, yeah, Midway. So we have about the same distance for Mm -hmm. the international airport. Okay. Yeah, that's nice because people are like buying Naples or even... um, Bonita Springs, Marco Island. Yeah, Marco Island and that. I mean, you're driving like an hour and a half once you plane. And that to me is almost 
almost a deal breaker. If me too, especially if you're going back and forth. Yeah, no, because we uh, we want to. But even if you live here and you're going to pick someone up from the airport, that's right. It's nicer to go a half hour than an hour and a half. You know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you travel twice a year, to me, it's kind of worth it. It's on my list, the criteria list. Well, I want to be within 30 minutes of an international airport, and we're also spoiled because we're about 20 minutes to uh, JFK, and you yeah. can go anywhere from there. Perfect. But, All right. How's how's the traffic these days down there? Because we hear traffic in Florida can be can be terrible in some areas. Well, in Cape Coral during snowbird season, it can get sort of bad. The locals here, and when I talk about a local people that have lived, have lived here their whole life or a lot of most of their life, they don't like snowbirds. They don't like tourists. As Will said, Cape Coral is becoming, uh, there's a lot of VRBOs, vacation rental houses. So you get a lot of tourists, you get a lot of snowbirds. But what they don't understand is those people bring a lot of money to the economy for the city. A two-sided coin, you have to deal with the traffic during... For three months, for three months out of the year, it's not Yes. If you're a business here in Cape Coral, they love the snowbirds because they bring a lot of money. They may make their whole year in that three months. Wow. Oh, wow. But we don't think, coming from Chicago and the Chicago area suburbs, we dealt with a lot of traffic in in those areas. Bad, you know, bad, bad traffic. Yeah. And we don't think the traffic in Cape Coral, people complain about it like it's horrible. Nothing compared to where we came from. (laughs) Well, again, it's like the pizza. If yeah. you've lived your whole life in Cape Coral, you don't know what bad you traffic is. You, know? <laughs> you never lived in New York okay. or Chicago or L.A. Okay. and drove around, you know, and stuff. Right, right. And there is another side to this. If you want to, if you want to, if you live here and you want to go to the restaurant every night, you know, you anytime you want to go out to eat, you want to go at six o'clock at night, you're going to pay the price. You're going to stand in line. You're not yeah. going to be able to get in the restaurant. You're going to have a hard time finding a parking. You're going to have a hard time driving there. Yeah. If you want to go at 830, you can walk in and sit down. Or 430. Or four thirty, if you want to go, if you're an early eater, go a little earlier or go a little later, Mm -hmm. and all the snowbirds are in bed. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Gene and I want to try all those like early bird dinners (laughs) and the prices, (laughs) because after we pay for a million dollar home, that's all we're going to be able to eat. Be able to afford, right? Some of our doctors are in Fort Myers. We think the traffic in Fort Myers is way worse. Fort Myers is not as big as Cape Coral and touristy town. So you have all the tourists coming there. Yes. There's way more traffic in Fort Myers than Cape Coral. And we've learned with doctor's appointments, don't make them at nine o'clock in the morning or three 30 or four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, Cause you're going to get caught in rush hour traffic, mm-hmm. either going there in the morning or coming home and you know, make your doctor's appointment for 11 or 12 or one. Yeah. And you're safe going both ways. It's clear, yeah. clear sailing. You know? Isn't it funny to hear rush? Our traffic in, yeah, in Florida, yeah, yeah. nine to five, you just said. It's like, wait, does that even exist? <laughs> There's I'm a sorry. lot of people we have found that live in Cape Coral that are still of working age. And I think they said the average age now in Cape Coral is like 40 something. People think that you move to Florida and you're moving somewhere where there's 80 and 90 year olds. Uh, Cape Coral is a pretty young city. If yeah. the average age is 40. In general, people have this stereotype where they say Florida is retirement. 
retirement land. But guess what? There's a lot of people that still work and they have to keep the businesses going. And, you know, otherwise no one would be moving down there. Yes. I think a lot of people that live in Cape Oral work in Fort Myers. Okay. So Uh that's where the traffic comes from. So they're going. That's where they work. And I mean, there's a lot of businesses in Cape Coral and it might be vice versa. Maybe there's people that live in Fort Myers that work in Cape Mm -hmm. Coral. Yeah. You don't want to be going back and forth either way in rush hour. But again, it's not like New York rush hour, but it's still rush hour. It's still you're going. That street was designed for so many cars and now you're doubling it. So you're going along bumper to bumper. Who wants to do that? But they seem to complain about it a lot instead of uh, let's make your doctor's appointment for a different time. Or let's go to dinner or breakfast an hour later, an hour earlier or something, you know, and and you wouldn't have those problems kind of. So there's ways around yeah, Anything yeah. someone heard about traffic. Now, I will say, not so much traffic, but the drivers down here. Oh. It's different. Than- <laughs> yeah. Wow. They, they do weird things down here. Like and- what? We call it the wild, wild west. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you know. When Candy tells me, look at that good, look at that boy, look at that good, I go, hey, hey give, cut him some slack. He doesn't have a driver's license. <laughs> he, he's, do, he's doing the best he can. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, that's like good I to said, know. Just like I said that the locals hate the movement that has come down here since COVID. The big influx of people. Oh. They don't want to see their city grow. They, they don't, don't want to see it change. They don't like people from out of state. They don't like snowbirds. They just want their town to remain how it was mm-hmm. back in the 80s or now they'll, whenever. They'll typically be friendly, like, uh, you know, you see them, uh, you go in a restaurant or Everybody's something. Everybody's friendly. You can't, well, plus they can't tell if you've lived here your whole life or... Right. or they don't, they have no way of knowing, yeah. Right, so everybody's friendly here. It's yeah. like, uh, uh, like next door. I don't know if you guys... Yes. Yeah, yeah next door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next door and then maybe even Facebook or something, they're complaining about, you know, if there's a bad driver, the people that live here are positive that that's a snowbird. Everything wrong is because of the snowbirds. Right, but, right. I don't know if anybody's ever mentioned this moving out of state. Yeah. Uh, just a moving out of state tip. For about a year before we moved, I was going through my house because we li- we actually lived in a townhouse, but it was about 3,600 square feet. It was big. Wow. We had two levels. It was a ranch with a full finished basement with a walkout. Oh, my God. Yeah, the basement that has a walkout, they don't really consider that a basement. You can count it as one of your right. floors. So we had we had a very large house and I had to get, I knew I had to get rid of most of my house or half of my house. So I was going through things for about a year before we moved. I was donating things, throwing things out, selling things. Yeah. And Will and my girlfriend kept saying, order the dumpster, order the dumpster. <laughs> I would watch her every day. Her back would hurt. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, oh, you want to go? I feel bad for you. You want to go out to eat? You want to? Uh, my back hurts. I got to take a shower. I got to get rid. I'm all dirty from. I don't even want to go. And I felt bad for her. And she goes, what? Uh, you know, and I said, well, I, you know, order the dumpster. Just so, get rid of this crap. We don't need it. Get rid of everything. So they kept saying it and kept saying it, but in a that kind of way, like a sarcastic, um, making me kind of feel like I'm doing something unnecessary or even stupid. And no, I didn't think that. in hindsight, <laughs> I'm telling people now, anybody that's moving out of state or in, we even looked into renting like a U-Haul to do it ourselves. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which was very costly yes. to rent. Like the size U-Haul. It was, that, more co- it was about half the price of having movers. Yes. But it was still expensive. Yeah. And yeah. we would have had to do it ourselves, ourselves or hire somebody to put the boxes in the truck. Oh, yeah. And so what we cost to have long distance movers, which is a regular moving company, you know, like a semi, they put, you know, four or five houses in there. We could have. They put like one other house in ours. Yeah. <gasps> <laughs> this is the God's honest truth. My advice to anybody that's moving uh, anywhere that you need a moving service. Hang on. If you've lived there for like 20 years, not or if you even 10. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. if you've lived even 10 or 20 years yeah. and you're going to move somewhere else, do you think you're going to stay? Get rid of everything. Bring your personal items. If you just want to get a small, one of those pads yeah. to bring any sentimental things in, you know, boxes, things that you don't necessarily want to put in the dumpster or donate or sell. Don't bring anything else. Well, she would get mad at me because she would say, well, how would you do it? And I go, if you listen to me, I'll, t- I'll you know, whatever fits in the car, oh, that's God. what we'll write. <laughs> oh, you're stupid. Get out of here. You're like, such a guy. No, I, was- I thought that that was um, a real extreme to say we can bring whatever fits in the car mm-hmm. because we don't mm-hmm. have like a big SUV, which might be a little different. No. But like enough. I said, my advice would be to get just a, a small pad and get rid of everything else you don't have the expense of hiring a mover and that and so that enables you theoretically to buy new stuff when you get down there what we paid for movers yeah which we didn't think was really super expensive because we've talked to other people you know what did you pay to move we could have bought all new furniture everything new everything new all new kitchen plus for the cost of moving your stuff down there and you get in a new build, or even if you get in a new house to you and it's really nice, you've mm. technically got all your old stuff. Candy would much, and me too, I would much rather open even our silverware drawer and it's brand new, everything in there, yeah, yeah. rather mm-hmm. than the stuff that we've lived with for 10 years or so. <laughs> Yeah. And the same with weather. I don't know. This is good. It's good advice. Yeah, that's that's I mean, a great Kim, idea. Are you to start earlier than a year? Because I think I've heard people say they started three years. No, she's just saying get rid of everything and buy all new oh, stuff. you're saying to get rid of everything. Well, get I mean, if there's obviously something you can sell for a few hundred dollars or something. Yeah. If, yeah, if you start a year out, go ahead and do that if you want. But she was selling like blue jeans. And- I was selling everything because I got really good at it. Yeah. And I was selling on multiple platforms. Were you on eBay? And yes, Poshmark? I was on eBay. Poshmark, McCary, mm-hmm. Facebook Market. I got really good at it. I still sell. I'm still selling things. So you did bring stuff down anyway. They brought yeah. a lot so down. We, oh, yeah. No, we oh, did it. We, we move everything I didn't previously sell or donate, throw out from our old house. Mm-hmm. We moved it and we spent so much money on moving. So regret not listening to him yeah. with or the dumpster. This is a huge topic. And by the way, we, ha- we are having an expert to come on the show when we have a child. So it's it's one of these things where it's like, oh, I can't let that go. It was the first time he put crayon on That's paper. Yeah. He doesn't live here anymore. He's not going to know. No, no, but I have set aside. He's not going to know, but people, I think, keep things for their kids and yeah. their kids don't want it. Yeah. Right. No, no, but I have kids. kept a couple of boxes just for him and it's going to, next time, every time he comes home, he takes a box back. Let him decide because I was surprised. I, I threw out some things. He was like, why did you throw that out? <laughs> and, and the other thing is he may not appreciate it now, but in 20 years, he's going to say, oh my 
my God, I love this. I love, you know, so it's or like. If he, or if he has kids, he may want to show them. Right. So I want him to make whatever <laughs> errors or whatever, let him make it and not be on me. Yeah. Right. And that's something different. If there's a real keepsake, I think, you know, keep that. Yeah, yeah. but everything can be a keepsake. 80% of the stuff in your house <laughs> yeah. you can get rid of. I know. And never yeah. miss it, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. My mom did the same thing as she became elderly. I have three brothers and she gave all of us our photos. Okay. Like a like a stack of photos yeah. that she gave to each one of us. Because I think she was just she was just whittling down things as she became older. Yeah. I think she realized when when she died, she didn't want one of their kids, which ended up being me, having to go through their stuff. Of course, of course. But she was doing the same thing like you're doing for your son. She was giving she was giving us things that you know she thought we might like and the same thing if we wanted to keep it keep it if we wanted to get rid of it throw it out yeah 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 because you can't ultimately keep all that stuff yourself and if you keep it your whole adult life and you give it to your kids and they're like, I don't want that. All you did was keep it all that whole time and then they yeah. get it and they throw it out. Yeah. No, I also have a list called I whatever I take with me to cremation is what I will take to the next move. But that didn't work out because unless I have like like a pod uh, with me during cremation, that's not going to work. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that was good info. I, re- I think else? it's serious. I think it's something serious information that people should know. I would assume people moving out of the country move oh with God. very minimal things. Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. You should treat it like you're moving to Japan or something. Yeah, yes. yeah. Moving no, we, we know a guy, he had six suitcases. The two of them, uh, yeah. husband and wife, moved to Costa Rica. Six suitcases. Yeah. And, uh, that was that's, it, yeah. That, that was it. Um, Both of us wish so bad. That's yeah, what I, I wish yeah. this I was can't even did. imagine. I can't imagine. Ha- I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. It's like, I have some, I have a attachment issues to things that, you know, I could look at a bottle of soap and go, oh, that brought such memory. <laughs> duh, duh, duh. Any any last words of advice before we uh, take off? Probably about it. Just to end this, where we moved to Cape Coral, we don't think it's the end all be all. It's a very large city with that doesn't feel like a large city because we don't have high rises or, you know, things that you would see in large cities. We have a little downtown area. There is, I think, about four pretty good sized hotels. There's a really nice Westin that's right on the river. But, you know, Cape Coral is not the end all be all. Like I said, Um, my dad lived in Fort Lauderdale for about 30 years until he passed. We really liked Fort Lauderdale, but we knew we didn't want to move to Fort Lauderdale. I'm sure there's another city in Florida that we could ultimately find if we looked hard enough that we would say, oh, yeah, we might like this better than Cape Coral. But we are very happy here. We love the weather. Well, if you want to be on a canal, probably can't find another. If you find canals in another town, they only have a few of them. And then they're got awful expensive if you want to live on that canal. When you have 400 miles of canals, anybody in a reasonable market can afford to live on it. Yes. Yeah. And if you were if you're a boater. Um, or you want yeah. to get into boating, or, or if you're a fisherman, this is the place. This is this yeah. is a fisherman's paradise, a boater's paradise, yeah. and um, Any, anything water. Yeah. Yes, yeah. water is so refreshing to look at. It puts you in such a good oh, mood. Yeah. Calming. Yeah, I love to live near. And you water. know what? Even do the air quality. My iPhone, uh, a little app that shows me air quality. Yeah. Yeah. And have a look at New York sometime. Oh, like I, 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 I do, I do. And yeah. then look down here, and it's like, well, I'm breathing pretty clean air. 
the wind blows across the state and it's got pretty clean air. Not, <laughs> no, it's all, important. All, it's really important. Yeah. And then I just looked this up recently. Uh, this is so this is a s- statistic where we used to live. There was 188 days of sun a year and they average 188 days out of the year. You saw the sun mm-hmm. here in Cape Coral. The average is 355 days. Oh, my Whoa. goodness. Whoa. Every day is the same perfect day almost. And yeah. if we have a day that it's very rare that we have a day that it's going to rain, say, all day, yeah. there, there is one once in a great while. And if we have one where the sun never comes out, I feel myself getting depressed yes. over, having, over having no sun for one day. Yeah, we used to live <laughs> oh, for yeah. months like that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was saying to Jean, when we when sun comes into the house, I, I get happy. So I get that sad, you know, S-A-D-D thing. I agree. People need sunlight, not just for their health, but, you know, well, your mental health. Yes. We realize since we've been living here how important it is because of how depressed I feel after only one day. Yeah. No. So I think it's really, really important. It's good for your health. It's good for your mental state of mind. Right. Which we found out pretty fast. Or we got used to it really fast anyway. Uh, And just like I said, there's days I spend a whole day in swim trunk. Mm -hmm. If I'm not going out somewhere or whatever, because of a wall of uh, sliding doors mm-hmm. and so your and I becomes kind of part of our living room oh sure and then we open our front door which are double doors mm-hmm. and it's screened in and you get this beautiful breeze coming through oh, the house ah. and you know there's palm trees out here and they're blowing around you know oh, I'm so convinced I'm convinced <laughs> do you have a golf cart no but there's a lot uh, this is not a golf cart community oh I was there's just curious yeah he's in Florida that maybe don't have a golf course or they have one somewhere but half the town operates on golf cart okay but there is uh, quite a few golf courses in, in Cape Coral. Yeah. 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 Okay. But it is a different lifestyle. It's a diff- it's a way different lifestyle since we've moved here. We've found out shorts and flip flops, laid back. It's it's just totally different than where I we came from. I used to wear from. a sport coat at work and I don't think I have sport coat down here. <laughs> so any any really nice, expensive restaurant. Yeah. But I don't, there might be one, but or a couple, but yeah. I don't know anywhere you can't go in in shorts. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just, just how I'm dressed. Now. I mean, I, right. right? Just yeah. mainly because of the heat and the humidity, you yeah. know, everybody yeah. could wear, you know, which is not a killer. But if you don't yeah. like that, right. I mean, there are people that want to go to Wisconsin and Michigan and mm-hmm. they love the snow and they love the, well, they probably wouldn't like it down here. You no. get a, everything's air conditioned, you know, if it is right. a That's bad, another you, big plus. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, uh, yeah. When you need it. Yeah. But if, uh, you know, if you worked outside, it might not be the greatest place to work. But if you're retired and you can open the windows and the doors. Oh, and, yeah. You got and, it made. Uh, it goes through, you know, right. it, you tolerate it pretty easily. Listen, this has been such a great episode. It was so educational on top of it being fun. And you're so laid back and good people. Always nice to meet nice people. Yes. Right, Gene? All right, guys. You guys seem pretty normal. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I podcast. say. <laughs> hey, how many podcast people do you know, huh? Okay. On that note, <laughs> stay in touch. Be well. Enjoy Cape Coral. Never come to Florida, Fort Myers, Cape Coral. Give us a holler. Yes, and we'll bring you pizza. They don't want that. They want they want Chicago hot dogs. They, they want no, a, you uh, if you think something great from somewhere, yeah, I'll, I'll you want that, that mushroom mushroom pizza. Yeah. 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 Okay, got All it. Right. All right, have a good. Thanks weekend. so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you know someone who's relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story with us, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com, and you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere 
underscore. Now, if you've liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, be well. <laughs>